Good morning. Thanks for listening. Dave and Doreen, the morning KLH. Mark is here, too, and it's time to talk to our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio. Jason Wilde, good morning, and welcome to KLH. How you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing, we're doing fine. All right, so Jordan Love has got the lowest completion percentage by a significant margin as far as NFL quarterbacks are concerned. And through two games, he was number one in the NFL in passer rating. But entering week seven, he's 29th ahead of only Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, and Daniel Jones. Is this a product of Matt LaFleur's play calling? Is it a reflection of Jordan Love's ability? Or is it just a factor of injuries? What do you think, Jace? Yeah. All of Uh that. Okay. Um, It. It's a it's a combination of a number of factors, and one that you left out uh, is that they have chosen, and we've talked about this on the show many times, uh, to go with the youngest roster in the NFL and an especially young group on offense. And for those that uh, weren't listening after they played on Monday Night Football, what feels like forever ago, since they played one game in 23 days, which is crazy to me. Wow. Um, but very first drive, Packers are moving the ball a little bit. Uh, they're facing a third and three, a very manageable pick-up-a-bowl third down. And Jordan Love drops back to pass, and Luke Musgrave runs the wrong route. And you see Matt LaFleur on the TV broadcast when Luke Musgrave gets to the sideline, chewing him out, or at least as much as Matt LaFleur chews people out because he he's, he's not Mike Holmgren when it comes to you know, grabbing Billy Schrader by the face mask or right, whatever. Right. But it, it's because it was an easy play that they convert that first down there, you know, field goal, touchdown, whatever. But we've been talking about how they've struggled to, to get points early in games. And those are the kinds of rookie mistakes, growing pain mistakes, whatever you want to call them, that young players make. And that's at a crucial moment in the game early on, getting off to a good start. So, I think that's a factor. I think not having Aaron Jones has been a factor. I think Jordan Love's inexperience has been a factor. Uh, completion percentage and touchdown to interception ratio are the two biggest things that factor into your passer rating. So, of course, it's cratered because he's thrown six picks on the season now, including three in the last game. And his touchdowns went from throwing seven touchdowns in the first, what, two games? He's thrown one touchdown since. Mm-hmm. Like, you put that all together, and that's how you end up kind of coming back to earth. So we knew this was going to happen. Some people thought that somehow he was miraculously going to avoid this. I did not. And now the question is, how is he going to respond, and what are both he and Matt LaFleur going to do about it to make things better? All right, I know you said that this was a bye week, just like any other bye week where the players had off and they could do whatever they do. But did these young guys – sit down and study their playbooks and, you know, cause you're talking about how Matt LaFleur was going to try and simplify it, make it easier for them, but not easy for the other teams to figure out. But did, did they take the time to do that or were they just off relaxing and now back to business? We'll see what well, happens. They were, yeah, they were definitely off and they, you know, I, I am a big proponent of uh, the importance of recharging your batteries. I personally would have liked to buy a little bit later in the season. <laughs> yeah. 12 straight weeks of games is going to be uh, not ideal. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll use Jordan Love as an example. So uh, his girlfriend, uh, Ronica Stone, whose dad played in the NFL, 
whose dad also, his name is Ron Stone, and named all of his children a variation of Ron. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Ronnie, Ronica, Ronella. I mean, the do Ron Ron. I thought about doing that with Jason, but I decided. Not yeah, to. that's yeah, probably probably, probably good call. Yeah. But she she played volleyball at Oregon. Uh, she was a second team All American, and she signed with this uh, new pro volleyball league, and she's playing for the San Diego uh, franchise. And so jo- she and Jordan went out uh, to California so she could sign her contract and everything else. But we talked to Jordan yesterday, and and for a guy that's very even keeled, I thought it was really interesting that he basically acknowledged that to have your worst game and then not have a game the following week and have to sit with that. He called it a very sick taste in his mouth uh, and that he was thinking a lot about how he played and how to fix things uh, during the bye. So it sounds to me like while he had a nice little kind of distraction supporting his longtime girlfriend, uh, he spent a a good portion of his bye week anyway thinking about what he's got to do to get things going in the right direction. I know it's early in the season, Jason, but – is this a must-win game, if for nothing else, to help define the identity of the team? I mean, because they have a second third of the season that, you know, Kansas City, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Detroit again. Is this a must-win game? Yeah, I think it's a really important game, Marcus, uh, for a young team that needs to experience some success, right? And and whether you're um, the Packers with the young players that they have at the NFL level or, you know, my meager coaching history with Sydney sports. Like, you know, I don't believe that winning is the most important thing at the youth levels, but I do think feeling that feeling of winning and success is important to experience that positive reinforcement. And they have not had a lot of that. Uh, They had one good quarter against new Orleans and that's basically been it uh, in the last month. And that was on September 24th. That seems like forever ago. So, Mm -hmm. I do think that's important. I, I am a little leery, though, because uh, I'll be honest, I, you know, a team that has a 1-5 record uh, and gave up 70 points and 726 yards in a single game to the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. um, I think I've probably fallen a little bit into the these guys are terrible trap. But I was looking at Russell Wilson's numbers yesterday, and they are not numbers that would indicate he's completely washed up like the narrative has been. Right. Uh, Matt LaFleur pointed out that this team has some pretty good guys in their secondary and that a 70-point, 726-yard game will skew your rankings uh, in the NFL defensive statistics. So uh, this may not be as easy as those of us on the outside initially kind of envisioned it being, which I think makes it even more important that they – I mean, there's nothing worse than losing going into the bye and then losing coming out of the bye. Wow. Uh, I don't think they want to be that team that does that. Jason, the injury situation, talk a little bit about that. Aaron Jones and also uh, Eric Stokes, is he going to be coming back? Yeah, I think they're hoping that he is able to to come back. Now the question is with Stokes, what exactly is his role going to be? Because they're kind of set at corner. And, you know, anytime I love it when coaches say, well, that's a good problem to have. Well, that's fine, but it's still a problem. Whether it's a good problem or a really bad problem, you admit it, it's a problem. So they don't know how they're going to handle that. Uh, Aaron Jones practiced for the second straight practice. 
Uh, he explained how he had his setback right before the Raiders game, that he overextended and, and pushed himself a little too far before he was quite ready to do that. And so they didn't play him against the Raiders. Now they're hopeful, I think, that this will be, uh, he'll be able to go and play more than the 20 snaps he played against the Lions. But, but John Runyon said it yesterday. Aaron Jones is our best player. Uh, and he's right. And even with all the other issues they've had, uh, and even if they still had all those issues, if they had Aaron Jones, I think they're sitting at three and two or four and one instead of two and three. And so he's extremely important on a young team that we were just talking about how those mistakes happen all the time. He's the one proven commodity they have, right? I mean, right. the way, the way AJ Dillon's been playing, he's not even a proven commodity anymore. So to get him back and to have Jordan Love have that level of a security blanket, a guy that, you know, uh, the, the quote that, uh, Adam Stenovich, their offensive coordinator had the other day was, uh, something really cool happens every time he's got the ball. Okay. Well, a guy like that is certainly going to make a difference. So I, I think they're really encouraged and hopeful that they'll have him. But I think it is important to point out that when Aaron Jones talked in the locker room yesterday, he did not say definitively that he is going to play on Sunday. So we'll have to wait and see. He, of course, Aaron Jones sporting the G Green Bay Packer tattoo on his knee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought about getting one of those two. I was going to get the KLH logo on one and the ESPN Milwaukee logo on the other. Oh my God, you should, Jason. <laughs> well, did you see? Uh, I don't maybe, know if you, so, they do that in Hannah because then I could. Yeah, it. probably. Yeah, uh, it fades. Post Malone got a Kansas City Chiefs tattoo. He lost a game of beer pong to Travis Kelsey, so he got a Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey tattoo on his arm. Of course, he's got like seven thousand yeah. tattoos, so try to find it. I one guess. more is no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, has he, I always thought, you know, uh, Mike Tyson, when he got the face tattoo, I guess he was a visionary, because I'm seeing that a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is Post Malone, like, the guy that really popularized that? Does he get credit slash blame for making uh, face tattoos more popular? I think he made it look good. I would think Mike Tyson and that tattoo around his head, I think that was one of the first times that we kind of said, that kind of looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Um, I'm, a trend. I was going to say I I could see you. You know, you talked about the ESPN logo. How about uh, Paula and the girls just across your eye? Yes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I I'm concerned <laughs> about uh, the direction my body is going. That uh, any tattoos yeah. will. Uh, be distorted even further. <laughs> yeah. Time goes on. Yeah, but you know, Jason, once you get one, it seems like it's addictive. You know, it people is. can't just have one. Look so at me. just start small, like with the KLH logo, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then expand to the Paula and the girls you on go. your face. Yeah, you just keep going. But let me ask <laughs> you this question: all six cats. Also, uh, do <laughs> at you, least the names. Do you know if any other Packer player has ever had the G tattooed, or is Aaron Jones the first? Oh, good question. Uh, so I know uh, James Campen, who uh, played with Favre back in the early '90s and was the off- uh, offensive line coach for a long time there, uh, had that had the Packers tattoo. Now uh, Matt Lafleur, when he took over for McCarthy, chose not to retain Campy. Okay, and he's bounced around a little bit. He's been he's been in Cleveland for a year. He's in Houston for a while now. He's in Carolina. I always think of Brett Bielema, the old Badgers coach, who they're actually facing this week. Now he's with Illinois. Mm-hmm. But he played at Iowa. 
and he has the Iowa Hawkeye tattoo. And I always thought, well, that now it's a little weird because now you're coaching at Wisconsin, now uh-huh. you're coaching at Illinois, you got to right. play your alma mater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, uh, I am I am not in the tattoo realm. Kudos to everyone who is. Uh, that's just not my department. All right. So, uh, are you picking the pack on Sunday? What do you think? Yeah, I, I again, I, I you guys know I love this story about riding the media bus to Super Bowl Thirty Two uh, as a very young uh, reporter who I don't feel like I always I thought I knew it all, but I did say very constantly on that bus, I don't see any way the Packers lose this game. <laughs> uh, I was wrong. Uh. So I, I I have vowed ever since to never use that phrase, but. This is a game they should win. This is a game they need to win. Uh, they have not, like we were talking earlier, they have not had success. And I'm eager to see what Matt LaFleur came up with during the bye. You know, Doreen, you asked about the players. Uh, Matt LaFleur said he was going to not only take a very close look at what they were doing, but he was going to go through film of the rest of the league looking for things he could steal from other teams. Mm-hmm. Well, and then yesterday, John Runyon said that he sees shades of the Miami offense, the group that put 70 points up against these guys. Wow. Interesting. So, okay. uh, maybe he maybe he just stole his old buddy Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Dolphins' playbook, and we're going to see a totally different offense on, on Sunday. But they need to have some success. They need to win this one. All right, Jason. Thank you for the insight. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Sounds good, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider. Is brought to you by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. Jason Wildey, part of the Morning KLH.